0: today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are thrilled and delighted to be with you today. I was just asking God just a second before we opened right now, what would you like to share? And I felt like God dropped a verse in my heart for you. And this verse, I love this verse because it it speaks to some of the bad decisions you might have made in your younger years. Now, here's the deal. You and I, we have both made bad decisions, things that you regretted. Think about some of those teen years, you're like, Ooh, no, some of those things you made in your early tw- Ooh, I don't really want to remember that. But listen, in Isaiah 54 verse four, it says, fear not, you will not be put to shame. Don't feel humiliated. You won't be disgraced. And listen, you will no longer, you will forget the shame of your youth. And God wants to encourage you that whatever it feels shameful to you from your history, from your past, God can redeem that. God can turn that. God can transform that. Hop on the phone. Get on the website. Let's not walk in shame anymore. Jesus came to set us free from shame, from guilt, from condemnation. And when we let those things filter through our minds and kind of entertain that stuff, we're listening to the stranger's voice. And Jesus didn't wire you up to listen to that voice. Jesus wired you up to live in redemption, to live in freedom, to live in victory, and to live in genuine love. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you today. And mom, we have an amazing guest and you have some cool testimonies here too. Sean Boltz is with us today. I know. He's amazing. And we're just so delighted to have him sharing God's
1: secrets. Now, what he teaches you in this book is how you can get in on the secrets of God, but also how to pass them on. How to share God's sweet revelation for people because he loves people so much. So today you will see that you can have a life just filled with words of knowledge and words of wisdom. And that is awesome to me. So I'm just gonna share a little one. One time I was in Pakistan, I was so tired. I had jet lag, I have to get up and speak. You know, we have a big crowd there, maybe 75, 100,000 people. And I feel as spiritual as a mouse. And I said to the Lord, I am tired, I have jet lag. And this is what he said to me, I'm not, I'm not tired. I don't have jet lag and it's not your name, it's my name. And we had a lot of people saved, a lot of people born again, a lot of people healed. And God's secrets, I think one of the main one is that he loves you. And that's what you're going to hear on this program. And that's what you're going to read when you get the book. Because I'm positive of this, that you want the book or books and pass them on. So watch today. I believe you have a divine appointment with God today. I don't think you're watching this program by accident. I think you have a divine appointment. And I like this about God. Every one of you, he has a divine destiny for you. You're not a mistake. You're a divine appointment. And your divine appointment today is really to hear his voice. I think is the most beautiful thing in the world is to hear his voice, and not only for you, but for others. And Sarah and I have a very special guest. When he said he would come, we were so excited because we had read his books. This, I'm very serious about <laughs> Put my hand on my heart. We said, oh, we get Sean Bowles to come? That's awesome. So thank you for thank being you so with much. us. glad you're here. It's you a going?
3: bigger privilege for me, for sure. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> and... Sarah gave me his first book. I I don't think you gave me this one. I think I ordered it. Right, right. And I, I just got hooked on it because it's the love of Jesus for people and how you can be an expression of that love. So as you watch this, of course, I want you to get the book, but maybe you have a real broken heart over some things. We don't counsel, but we love to pray. Call us. And of course, when you call, Get the book, because you're going to hear some dynamite things on this, but you can't remember everything. You'd like to, but you get the book, then you can underline it. God can really, I like this about God. We read books, but God reads us.
3: (laughs) That's right.
0: Hey, Sean, I want to ask you this, because your books have this continuous theme through them as, as it relates to God's love, right? I mean, that's just perpetuated, like in every page it drips. So what in your upbringing kind of dialed you into that and locked that solid in you?
3: You know, my parents were first-generation Christians. I think I've said that before many times that they, um, they were learning how to love because they came from abusive backgrounds. And so they were learning how to love. They were learning how to connect their hearts and be present with their, their love. And they've been married now for over 50 something years. So I should know exactly how many, but they have loved really well. And they just loved in such a way that caused us to see God in them. My my dad and mom are my true spiritual parents. A lot of people say, who've mentored you? Who, who trained you? My parents. They were my spiritual parents, which seems to be rare in our generation. Usually people are like, I went to this Bible school. I went to this ministry center. And I think just watching them live out their lives in front of us and include us in the spiritual journey, not just the natural journey, caused me to go, it's all about love. My mom had taken people all the time. My oldest sister would take in homeless people all the time into our home and they would pray with them and they would just see if God would transform. If not, they would just send them back out, but they would just do it in love, you know? And we watched marriages and families transformed all the time as a family. And so I was just addicted to the love of God. To me, transformation revival always looked like a family that was being made whole. It didn't look like ministry activity. It was just like, I'd watch divorced couples who all of a sudden decided to be married because they saw who each other were in the spirit. So I kind of grew up in that foundation. It made me hungry to see that kind of love perpetuated. We have such a high divorce rate. We have such a high suicide rate. We have such a high drug addiction rate. And all of those are are not the root system. Those are just branches of the root system of a lack of love. Mm
0: -hmm. And you know, you might be watching today and you don't feel or know, or you're not aware of God's love. We would love to pray for you to have that that root system solid and locked in, that you would know God's love that surpasses all knowledge. So hop on the phone, get on the website. I find that when we are zeroed in and locked in really deep with God's love for us, then stuff around us can be kinda shaky and freaky and weird, but it doesn't rattle us on the inside.
3: Yeah, we just stand firm because there's this place inside of us that sees who God is, And then we're also seeing what he is doing because when you love someone, you're not focused on what they're not doing. You're focused on who they are. Mm -hmm. So if you go through a hard period and one of your, you know, like my wife, if I go through a hard period with my wife, I'm looking at who she is to me every day. I'm not frustrated with who she's not to me every day. Even if I get frustrated, I'm not focused on that frustration and negativity because I'm reminding myself of the love we have. And that's, I love the prophetic because it reminds us of the love of God. It reminds us of the the goodness of God in our lives all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. I think the prophetic uh, makes us hear his voice better, because I think we kind of size up people when we see them Mm -hmm. and what they say, we listen, and we kind of then size them up. But if you are listening to God's heart, and I have to stop myself, because I tend to look at how they dress, or what they're saying. But if I stop inside and say, okay, God, I'm here with them. What do you see in them that I can help build in them, not tear down? Help build. Yeah. So maybe this special words of knowledge, words of wisdom, are building words. Would you say that?
3: Absolutely. I think it builds the foundation of God's original design in someone's heart and life, and in industry's heart and life, and America's heart and life, and in the world's heart and life. Like each country, like God gives us His thoughts and His. His interpretation of how we should look at things right now. And I feel like we're, even in the church, we're filled with the wrong interpretation of how to look at social economic issues, of how to look at racial issues. When we hear God's heart, we realize civil rights is your heart issue, God. Wait, this is wild. You care about the economy, that there's a kingdom economy. There's a kingdom thought about this. There's an original thought in your heart. And when you start to feel like you're in the inside of God's heart, you feel so empowered because you see that there's a plan for everything. He's such a good God. He has a plan for everything that's going on right now. And so we can cry out, injustice, I'm protesting, or we can look at what he wants to do and displace what's not happening with the kingdom of his age and his heart.
1: I think this helps me, this book in particular, to be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I can pretty much, well, yeah, I've I can sum up with this person, or I can sum up this, but... I don't want to sum up what yeah. my natural mind says. I want to be flexible. And this really helps me to think flexible because I, I like to make a plan yeah. and I want it to work and I want to get it done at the end of the day. Oh, I got everything accomplished well, but did I hear his voice in it? Yeah. And so hearing his voice, is makes you flexible, I think. (laughs) Can I be flexible? Oh, I missed my flight, I have to sit here for three hours. Oh, no, is there someone here God wants me to talk to? Does he just want me to sit here and pray about a situation? Flexible, get the book. It will help you to be flexible to hear God's (laughs) voice. Not crazy, but flexible. And really, folks, that's the name of the game. And it's the most exciting game in the world. So call in, get the book or books, pass them on, but also leave your prayer requests. And again, we don't counsel, but I'm telling you, we see the most marvelous things that God does through praying
0: the word in Jesus' name. Sean, why secrets?
3: because I feel like there's things that the world doesn't know about people, about industries, about nations that are in his heart that he can't wait to share with somebody who would care the way he cares. And so it's not about us, like me having these secrets. And if someone reads this book, they're gonna have my secrets. It's about the fact that like Solomon, he was the first man in history to ask God, would you give me your, your process, the way you process about the world and humanity, would you give me that wisdom of that process in my brain? I don't know if you've ever been hanging out with somebody who has incredible wisdom and they can like, you you go to them when you're, you're going through a hardship because you're like, the way that they process, I need their mind right now. That's how Solomon was acting with God. Like, this is what I want. No one had ever asked God for his mind before. No one had ever asked God for his process before. And he gave it to Solomon so much so that in Solomon's, you know, resume, like David was at war with everybody. Solomon writes David's best friend a letter and says, I'm not at war with anybody. No one will even go to war with us because we have so much favor with God. And every king sent somebody from his court or came himself from the known world to hear how Solomon even deliberated because it was so wise. And in 1 Corinthians 2, when it says we have the mind of Christ, it's relating it to that. We have God's processor with us and he wants to tell us his secrets. He wants to download to us things that cause the most intense problems in the world. To be diffused there's there's options that right now with the united nations it's a or b but god has another hidden option that we don't know yet that's a c that can change everything and it, jesus did that all the time like should this prostitute be stoned or what do you think jesus and jesus goes well if you don't have sin go ahead and stone her and it just was another option they would have never thought of and revelation brings about the love option that no one's looking at right now and words of knowledge help you to see who people are in a love option that you don't have an opportunity to see without revelation. So for me, I'm the exact same way. Like I need to become flexible because the moment I'm getting irritated by something is the moment that I have a huge opportunity to hear from God.
1: And hearing from God is key. And I think all of you out there, you'd like to hear from God. Who, Who wants to say, I don't want to hear God unless you're running away from him. But I would say 98% of us, I want to hear your voice. And I like this scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore
2: I spoke. We're going to believe and speak. Can you know the secrets of God? You can, and you can use that knowledge to transform the world around you. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Sean Boll's book, God's Secrets, a life filled with words of knowledge. God's secrets are shared through words of knowledge, one of his most misunderstood revelatory gifts. Journey with Sean as he lays out this gift in a relatable way and gain a fresh perspective on God's direction for your business, household, and worldview. With your gift, we will also send you Marilyn's Get Wisdom Journal. God knows the big picture for our lives. He knows what situations we're dealing with, and He knows how to fix them. Through this journal, you will learn how to get wisdom for every area of your life. We will also include our Hearing God's Voice Scripture card to encourage you with the Word. Discover God's will and secrets for your life and change the world around you. Call or click today for this valuable resource. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word
0: Boy, am I excited. Oh, man, I got the <laughs> best question to ask on the planet. Seriously. Okay, so you have a chapter in here about risk, right? And pursuing a lifestyle, um, lifestyle of risk. And uh, for some people, like they're risk averse, right? They, you do that major on those financial planner people, you know, rate your risk aversion. I'm like, ah, you know. So how, how do you do that with God?
3: It's intense. I mean, everybody has their own process of how they'll pursue God. But the reality is that no one's going to pursue God for you. And you're going to have to just say, I got to do this. I got to obey you. I got to listen to you. And we see what crazy people have called God and we're afraid to do it ourselves because we think we'll be lumped in. But the reality is when the really emerges, everything else fades. So when someone has a real encounter with God through you, they'll forget about all the counterfeits, the cults, the weird things they've heard about, the televangelists that weren't the real ones. You know, they'll forget about that because they saw you. And so for me, I, I had to get over like performance and fear of man and, all those things. And I remember this one year where I said, God, for one year, everything I think you're telling me, as long as it, uh, is it, it's sustainable, like it's not something negative, it's not something that's harmful. If it's something that's good, I'm going to go after it and believe for one year. And I'm just going to see how much of this is you and how much I'm hearing you. And I remember that year, I was like, I, I was driving past a construction site and there's this guy, you just see his hard hat. And I felt like the Lord said, pull over and talk to him. And it wasn't convenient. It's was like never convenient, right? Right. And like going, oh God, I don't, I, there's no way. Maybe, maybe if I come back here by later on in the day. And I was like, wait, I said I would for one year obey you if you talked. And I do have the time to do this. So I'm pulled over and I ran over and I was like, this is gonna sound really funny, but I'm a Christian and I just wanna know, can I pray for you for a minute? And he starts crying and goes, I just asked God if you're real, send someone wow, to show me your reality. Sweet. And I'm like, sweet. wait a minute, I didn't have a good word. I didn't even have anything profound. <laughs> I just heard God to show oh. up. And I remember going, okay, this is going to get good. This is going to be really good. And it was about half the time I couldn't see the fruit of it. I couldn't, I didn't understand why I was doing it, but it was about love, not performance. So I was going, you know what? Even if it's a seed of love, when you're doing evangelism and you're planting a seed, you're sowing a seed, you're, you know, plowing the ground, whatever, you're not looking for immediate fruit. You're just looking for love. So I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat prophecy the same way. I'm just going to do it out of faithfulness of love and see what God will do. What I didn't realize is that the prophetic is a harvesting gift, which means usually show up when someone's ready for something. They're ready for a breakthrough. They're ready for a transformation. So I said, okay, God, I'm into this. I will do this. So I've just took that whole year. And every time I only failed about three times, I was like, I'm so sorry, God. If she walks back by one more time, I'll talk to her or whatever. And, and I, I stopped negotiating. And I said, I'm not going to negotiate anymore. I'm just going to do it if it's in my heart. And it was amazing to watch. So like pursuing a lifestyle risk to me is just learning how to be obedient and learning how to not care about yourself. You know, and that's the number one.
0: And I think, too, what you just said was no more negotiating. The answer is yes. I already decided the answer is yes. It's not no, no, no. It's just it's yes. Yes.
3: When well, those of you who go to church, you know, like I'm sure there's many people watching who go to church and you're in the worship time. You're going, God, I will say anything you want me to. I will do. You are Lord. I will. And you say this in worship, right? Because we sing this powerful song. I want your presence, God. And then he shows up and we're like, I'm chicken. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm introverted right now. I know this, this won't give me life or energy. I don't want to, well, it's not about you. And I've had to learn because I'm very introverted behind the scenes. So I'm like, if if I'm on a plane, I don't want to talk to somebody. I treat it like a urinal stall in the men's room. I'm like, you stay there. I'll stay here. I don't want to look at you or talk to you. I'm like, I'm done. And I can't tell you how many times on a plane, the person next to me is like, hi, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, dang it. I don't know what to do. I'm socially awkward. And I've had to overcome myself to be able to, to be used by God. And so a lifestyle risk means you're willing to grow as a person even socially, like a lot of people are like, I'm introverted, but God, he has a personality that lives in you. He's not, he's not introverted. And if you're not limited to you and you're limited to God, you're going to change. And that's, that was really hard for me to go. I actually have to change, I have to adapt. And I have to give words, not based on what I want, but based on what God wants. This is really, this means it's hard and challenging at times, but the reward that's in it, when you see God for somebody, you grow every time. Like when I'm giving words to somebody, I feel like I'm changing. It's not just a notch in a ministry belt. I'm seeing his nature and I'm seeing him manifest. And I now have decades of stories of people who are in buildings they wouldn't have been in without me, have children that they wouldn't have, they were barren, that they would have had if I hadn't prophesied. And I'm not saying I'm responsible, God is, but I have the testimony of being willing.
0: And, you know, obviously, get the book, of course, grab it. And uh, for some of you watching, you're struggling with that whole idea of risk. And it's just, it pushes the envelope for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you with that. But you know, I want to talk because lots of times we hear these amazing testimonies, right? I'm going to tell you crash and burn yesterday, right? Yesterday. So I'm in (laughs) the Los Angeles airport. I'm flying back to Denver and I felt the Holy Spirit say, remember, that's that TSA guy that was just here on Saturday. Cause I was just here Saturday. And so I'm like, oh sweet! So I find him. I like hunt him down after I go through. I'm like, hey dude, I was just here on Saturday. And he looked at me, and I was like, and I knew I was like, this is not the same guy. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not the same oh, no. guy. Oh. It's a different guy. And I was like, you were super friendly. Oh. Uh, thanks so much to you. <laughs> and I just went. Oh, no. So I was like, it was bad. You know, it was nah. like a crash and burn. But thankfully, I didn't like you know whatever, made God look bad. Yeah. It was just Sarah feeling like, and I was like, that's okay. Go up the escalator and move on. So I think sometimes, you know, you always want the woohoo, but there's from time to time where you just kind of crash and burn and that's okay. Cause you're learning Absolutely. and you're growing.
3: We, we, in everything we do, if we're going to play piano, exactly. you're going to play wrong notes. If you're going to, if you're going to preach, you're going to say something stupid at some point. And we don't give people who practice prophecy the same grace and we don't give ourselves the same grace to miss it sometimes. And as long as we're accountable and as long as we're like, oops, sorry, that's on me, I'm learning, then it's fine. If you come as an expert in the prophetic, then you better be on all the time. I always come as a learner. I'm still 25 oh. years in. I when I tell the story in my other book about going up to this guy and saying, at Starbucks and saying, hey, is there a Steven in your life? And he's like, no, no, not at all. I'm like, sorry, ha, <laughs> And he goes, why did you ask? And I had a moment where I could say, I don't know, or I could say like, I'm a Christian, I'm just learning how to hear from God. So I decided to try that. I'm a Christian, I'm learning how to hear from God. Sorry, I didn't work out. He goes, I've waited my whole life to talk to someone like you. Do you have time to sit down? He's a producer in Hollywood, gets radically saved through a wrong word of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) But But there's a million stories (laughs) where they didn't get saved and nothing great happened. But I learned, I changed, I became more because God can trust me more because I'm willing. And that's why I think a lot of times we don't realize that those testimonies actually create a a willingness in us that God needs us to have to participate with him. Mm
1: And I, I like this because, you know, some I know there are times when I've said, God, you know, I'm tired. I have jet lag. You know, yeah. I, I just can't do this. And this is what he said to me. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. And it's not your name. It's exactly. my I name. Love it. And I think this helps me to get into his name. Mm. It's not how I feel. It's who he is. yeah And if you don't have the book, I'm telling you, you're missing something big time. So please call in, get two or three of the books, pass them on, but pass on your prayer requests to us because we love to pray. But remember, you know, he's not tired, (laughs) you know, he doesn't have jet lag. He's listening to you.
0: (laughs) I'm going to ask you kind of a a little (laughs) bit of a stretch question. What would you identify as your biggest hurdle break, you know, like obstacle in coming through?
3: I'm hyper-intellectual, so my my own critical analysis of things. Like even with the supernatural, there's times I'm giving words of knowledge. I'm telling people their birthdays. I'm telling people their dates. I remember even at this one time recently, I looked at this lady and I said, is your name Carol? She said, yeah. And I said, what's October 26th? And she goes, my fake birthday. And I said, what does that mean? she said, well, on um, my mom died. And so... I celebrated my birthday six months later, four years ago, and I've kept that as my birthday. And it's on Facebook. And this one guy who's standing there who's a theologian was like, Sean looked at her Facebook. And just the fear of like people thinking I'm counterfeit Mm -hmm. or the fear, like those kinds of things make me go. Oh, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna look like what's come and faked it mm-hmm. before. And so just having to be mature and go, I don't need to worry about all that. I just need to worry about focusing on my love for God because there's so many things that try and counterfeit what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And so many times we get worried about the counterfeit so much that we don't do what's real. Mm-hmm. And my heart is just to say, I don't care about that anymore I'm, to the best of my ability. I'm gonna focus on who God is and what he's doing.
0: Go for the genuine. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Grab your copy, it's gonna turn your life upside down.
2: Can you know the secrets of God? You can, and you can use that knowledge to transform the world around you. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Sean Bowles' book, God's Secrets, A Life Filled with Words of Knowledge. God's secrets are shared through words of knowledge, one of his most misunderstood revelatory gifts. Journey with Sean as he lays out this gift in a relatable way and gain a fresh perspective on God's direction for your business, household, and worldview. With your gift, we will also send you Marilyn's Get Wisdom Journal. God knows the big picture for our lives. He knows what situations we're dealing with, and He knows how to fix them. Through this journal, you will learn how to get wisdom for every area of your life. We will also include our Hearing God's Voice Scripture card to encourage you with the Word. Discover God's will and secrets for your life and change the world around you. Call or click today for this valuable resource. Everyone likes prayer. There's hardly anybody
1: if you say, Would you like prayer? No, I don't think so. They all say, Yeah, yeah, and they give you a list. But we have Sean Bowles with us, and we're not going to give you our list, but (laughs) (laughs) pray for all of these that are watching. Absolutely. They want your prayer. I know they do, I can tell it. So pray for us, please.
3: Well, I do, I pray that you would realize that God, the God of all the universe has secrets to tell you about what he was originally thinking when he created you, when he thought you up in his imagination. Ephesians 3.20 says that he wants to do beyond what you could hope for or imagine. And I love where 1 Corinthians 2 even talks about going beyond what any eye has seen, any ear has heard, what he has in store for you. And I pray right now that you would start to get revelation of what God has in store for you, what he thinks about you, what he thinks about the world around you. If there's any negativity or criticalness on your life, I pray to break off right now as we're praying that you would see with a new freshness that God has a plan and a purpose for you, that you would come up higher than anything that's felt negative or, or that's been pulling you down, that he has so much for you right now. And I pray that you would just have illumination of God's heart and that Jesus in you would be so strong right now that he would feel stronger than any negative thought In Jesus' name.
1: You know, I love this about the Lord. He can create a new beginning. You know, we can look at the past. I blew it. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But he's a creator. And he can create a new beginning for you today. So I want you just to put your hand on your heart and say, Jesus, I believe you are creating a new beginning for me today.